Hello and welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Sill, joined by my two brothers, Andrew, the legend, and Peter, the Black Mountain. The Green Bay Packers. No, you're not the Green Bay Packers. Oh. You're the Black Mountain. Which is the Green Bay Packers. That's true. Uh, Anyway, now you know who's talking and who we are. So let's talk about the Packers. They are going to face in Santa Clara, California, the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. The Packers are riding high off of a 48-32 to drubbing of the Dallas Cowboys. The San Francisco 49ers are riding high because they can afford to live in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. And they're shitheads. That too. Um, so. Yeah, I think that was a good point. Your that point? A, yeah. The shithead point? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, the 49ers are going to be un- universally expected to win this game without much trouble. Yeah, I think they're going to be universally expected to win just about any team versus just about any team. Uh-huh. Outside of the Ravens? Yeah. Outside I mean, they shouldn't be favored over the Ravens. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl from here to there. And we'll see what happens this week as they lose to us. Right. Yeah. Uh, who's afraid of the 49ers? Are you guys afraid? Man. I feel like I know what you're going to say. Me? Yeah. Not I'm... not you, but both of you. Okay. Are you afraid? Me? I'm not afraid. Yeah. I, I'm not as afraid as I used to be. Yeah. I used I used to be afraid. I used to be a piece of shit. Um, yeah, man. Uh, like the battles that we've had in the playoffs in the past. You know, this isn't Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. <laughs> There's a new quarterback in town. No, man. This is like the the issues that have plagued this team in the past. The playing tight. The playing worried. I haven't seen that yet. Um. The oh, are they gonna are they gonna fall off? Are they gonna dip, or are they going to play up to their potential? With this team, you don't know what the potential is because that's been the exciting thing about this team is you see this upward tick in the graph. <laughs> Sorry, in the graph of growth, and you don't know where it's gonna stop. Like I said, I want to see Jordan Love keep throwing passes. In, in new playoff games because I want him to have the reps. I want to see how high his growth can go. And right now, the 49ers are in our way. They yes, are sir. in the way of that growth. And I'm excited. I'm still playing off house money. I'm still playing loose and fast. We're not supposed to be here. We are not supposed to be competing with these 49ers. And they know it. They, I think there's a lot that we uh, that we haven't shown yet in our team. Our best football is still ahead of us. Legend. Yo. Are you afraid? I've been watching a lot of Star Trek recently. Okay, word. And in Star Trek, you guys probably know of the race of Klingons. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Klingons are a warrior race. They're like the Kree. The thing that they always are worried about is dying a good death. Dying doesn't matter as long as you die a good death. Mm. And after the wars that we fought to die in battle against the San Francisco 49ers, that would be a good death. 
Mm-hmm. So no, I am not scared of going into this game and losing. That'd be fine. I'd be proud. It'd be awesome. Am I afraid we're going to lose? Sure. That's a definite possibility. But am I afraid of it? Am I afraid of losing? Fuck no. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's fight. Let's give it our all. And make sure that we retain our honor. You can die or you can die scared. Might as well die. Let's fucking die. Um, is that I, is that Hemingway? It sounds like Hemingway. Hemingway, I think, said you are going to die, so the only thing you can do is die with honor. Yeah, I wrote. I said that. Yeah, that's just a that's a that's an that's better. Still it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I always have the edge on Hemingway. It's giving Hemingway. It's giving yeah. giving Hemingway. <laughs> sounds mildly suggestive. Uh, <laughs> So I think that we captured it. I think we captured where this team is at mentally going into the game and where the fan base is, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers fans are walking in like, yep, here we go to lose. <laughs> wink, wink. Like, <laughs> it, what What are they going to do? It's, it's nothing compared to the pressure of the late Aaron Rodgers era where it was like, this is the last chance. If we can't beat the 49ers now, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so, like, Chicken Little's running around screaming, the window's closing, the window's closing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And, like, you you try to put that off. And you know what? The way that Jordan Love has his top trait all year long has been what? Sexuality. Sexuality. Uh, I was just his poise, right? The the way that he's always been calm and collected, no matter what was happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he rode into his first playoff game, and he was poised as fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. And smelled good too. Yes. What? Uh, I will say he usually takes like a quarter adjusting period, at least where he's like kind of overthrowing the ball a little bit or maybe underthrowing it or trying to like, okay, I know I'm going to overthrow this. So I got to throw it a little bit softer, (laughs) a little bit. That's something I've seen with him, but he's still like, this is is just what I got to do. I got, you know, right. I got energy. I got adrenaline. I got to do something about it. So compare that to how not how poised Aaron Rodgers always tried to look. Yeah. How the way Aaron Rodgers was always trying so desperately hard to appear like he had everything under control. Oh man. And how that seeped into his play in the way that he played tentative and slow. And you guys ever notice how blinky he is? How? No. Yeah. Like when he's on these shows or, you know, he's trying to say something like profound or show how like dominant he is. He's still like very like blinky. Like he's got these like it's almost like a little nervous twitch almost it looks like his eyes are all red and blinky and shit. While he's like, I'm the best that ever did it. I don't know. There's <laughs> the next time next time you see it, just watch. Just watch. He's like he's like kind of blinky. But he's always yeah, yeah, yeah. To your to your point. It's just like it all clicked. Yeah. yeah. And and if he's going to be the poised guy that he showed us he will, was in, in the first round of the playoffs, I'm I'm very confident for how this offense 
can perform against the 49ers who, by the way, the 49ers haven't played a meaningful football game in like oh, man. A, a while, like almost a month. Yeah. And, uh, their last meaningful football game was against the Ravens, which they lost. Right. Well, they lost it by two. I mean, they played the commanders, but like, yeah, played the, the Seahawks. Um, that didn't matter. I mean, shit. Seahawks have been downhill for a while. They played, uh, and then the Eagles on December 3rd. So they, they crushed the Eagles. Congrats on that. Yeah. And they, they exposed the Eagles. The Eagles downfall was, was spectacular in the wake of that. Then they played the Ravens and I, you know, they they got whooped. They got handled. Purdy threw four interceptions. Then he got hurt. Sam Darnold came in and threw a fifth mm-hmm. uh, at home. At home against against the Ravens, and um, since then they had a that a cakewalk against the Commanders that wound up clinching them the division. And then they rested their most important players in Week 18 against the Rams, and they lost that game. And then they had a bye week. And so since the last. Um, 49er win, the Packers have beaten the Vikings, the Bears, and the Cowboys now. Three wins since their last win of, you know, at all. So, I don't know if rust will affect a Kyle Shanahan coach team, but we'll find out. Yeah. Especially when it's coming against a team that is growing into its power. In, in this current Packers team. I was looking at their previous like um, routes to the Super Bowl and it was basically just like like in their in their previous runs with this team, they've never faced a team who was like like this that was that was coming on so strongly as the Packers are. They faced like the Seahawks, hot team. They faced the Packers. They they you know, they had the underdog, they had the the mojo and the energy on their side, it is firmly not on their side. They're under pressure and we're not. And I think that can be a huge advantage for the Packers. Yeah. And so when I see it's the same thing we saw last week, right? Swaths of panelists, all picking the 49ers in unison. I saw a 10 person NFL total access panel in which nine of the 10 people picked the 49ers to win by between four and 11 points scoring between 31 and 20. It was all the same four to 11 point margin between 20 and 31 points being the total of victory. All these panelists are throwing us in a deep, dark hole. And we're like, Hey, listen, bud, I was born in the hole. I lived in the hole. I grew in the hole. All right. This is this is where I fucking live. I was born. That's right. Um, and then there was the tenth panelist was Daniel Jeremiah who picked the 49ers to win thirty eight to twenty. Yep. yep. So, but that'd be a little on the nose because they beat us in the NFC Championship game thirty seven to twenty, and this is not going to be that game. Yeah. Uh. So with the 49ers, um, their offense is cooking, but it starts really with their defense. Um, that's their, their, that's where their, their intimidation factor lies. If they're going to pound us into submission, it's going to because be because of their defense. And you had this quote from Nick Bosa. I'll get your guys thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. He said, 
They have a quarterback who does exactly what he's coached to do, which Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer and unbelievable, but he kind of went outside the realm of coaching. And sometimes it's good when you have a guy who does what he's coached to do. And this is like a, it's an interesting thing to say about an opposing team. And I'm curious for how you interpret it. I saw some people say like, oh, he's like trying to criticize Jordan Love. Some people said he's, no, he's just criticizing Aaron Rodgers. And some people landed somewhere in between. So where do you guys land upon this quote? I feel like the dude was just saying words. (laughs) (laughs) People have interpreted it as a dig on both sides, but like he wasn't taking a strong stance either way. He was like, well, they had a guy who did it one way. Now they got a different guy. I don't know. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes the other one's good. Maybe. I. You know why I disagree with you, though, is because earlier in the season, Bosa was very pointed in, in critiquing the Eagles. After they beat the crap out of the Eagles December 3rd, he was in the post-game locker room saying, we put the blueprint out there. Hopefully other teams follow it for how to beat this team. And like... That's usually that's not the same like high road that we usually see guys take when they beat someone. They usually be like, "That's a good team. We brought our best today, and it was enough to get the win." Blah 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 blah. But he was like, "That team is ass. We expose them, and we expect everyone else to hit that ass over the course of the next several weeks." And that's, by the way, exactly what happened with the Eagles, right? So I th- I think Bose is trying to be cerebral here because I think. He, I think he's kind of like that. You know what? You know what I think. Uh, I, for the most part, I agree with him. To be honest, yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers was that guy that wanted to take things into his own hand and show how much smarter he was. Like, let, let me say this for you, Bosa. Oh, Fucking Aaron Rodgers tried to be smarter than everyone on the field, and it didn't work. A lot of times, especially against the San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, let me let me just say that out loud for you. The second thing I thought was I'm not afraid of this guy. Okay. That that's really what I thought. I mean, his words his words aside, when I was looking at him, I was like this dude just got paid millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Hmm. I'm not afraid of this guy's spirit right now. I'm not. I think I used to be more afraid of Nick Bosa, but there was just something in the way that he was talking. It was like, yeah, he was just saying words. He was just out there like saying shit in front of the media. How many sacks does Nick Bosa have this year? Boy, I don't know. No, no, no. Take a guess. I know. Oh, um, uh, 11 and a half. 10 and a half. Pretty good guess. Pretty good guess. How many sacks? <laughs> I mean, he's he's a 17 sack guy. That's a, right. He's a 19 sack guy, right? How many does Chase Young have? Seven and a half. Only one of which, over the course of two half sacks, has come with the 49ers. That I do know. There you go. There you go. I don't know. That's what I think of his words. I see a little boy that (laughs) would fucking fart me and eat me. Um, I thought they were intended as a slight. They would ring hollow to me because fuck that dude anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But I really don't feel like that's what he was going for. I feel like he was just trying to, like, say some kind of witty analysis, and it 
ended up not really being anything other than a casual observation. And people want bulletin board material, and they're going to turn it into it. But to me, it was just some harmless bullshit. So I heard Wildey and Tausch talking yeah. about, you know, was he trying to was he trying to get in Jordan Love's head? Was he trying to say like you're not Aaron Rodgers because you stick to the script, and thus kind of trying to bait him into to mm. going off script a little bit? Which That's a fair point. Um, I don't think Jordan Love cares. I think Jordan Love knows enough not to care. Um, he's also watched two. No, he's watched one time the 49ers beat the Packers in the playoffs. So he's he's yeah. seen this team. He's studied this team. Um, yeah. Chase Young is an interesting topic, too, because he was their big trade deadline acquisition. He's only got two half sacks since joining San Francisco. Uh, his usage has dipped. His, his uh, most prominent game was, was week 18. I think mm-hmm. Bosa was resting. He played 85% of snaps. And his previous high in San Francisco had been 68% of snaps with most being, you know, around 50% of the snaps. Um, When he was in Washington for context, he was playing 90% of snaps. Right. So uh, he was getting more sacks that way. Maybe they're trying to keep him fresh and use him more, you know, targeted uh, to passing downs. But uh, yeah, I think, I think you, you have an interesting challenge for this Packers O-line who has, just handled Micah Parsons. Yeah. Um, Who's, I think, more dangerous at this point, definitely, than either Chase Young or Nick Bosa. True, but Micah Parsons hasn't had the kind of season that I think a lot of folks expected from him either. You gotcha. I think, I think, I I just, you know, you never heard any defensive player of the year buzz with Micah Parsons, which is which is how he's pitched. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he played up to about expectations, it seems like, this year. Sure. Um, so... If the Packers offensive line can stop that front four, it's going to be a different game because the 49ers defense thrives on getting home with their regular rush. They are, they have blitzed the third least in the league of all the teams in the league. I think it's the jets and the Browns blitz less often um, than the Niners because all the, the the common trait with those units is they all get home with their front four. So they, right. they throw everyone else in coverage. Right. Yeah, so, that's, that's a- and to that point, while blitzing the third least, they have the third most QB hits. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. That, that's crazy. Where do they rank in sacks? Um, not as high in sacks. Right. Sure. They're not third. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that, you know, they track as a, we're going to rush you with four. We're going to cover with everybody else and you're going to have to deal with it. Those are the scariest defenses, right? The uh-huh. ones that have, that can get pressure home with four. <coughs> but yeah, Chase Young, Chase Young is a guy that can turn it. You see guys like this, turn it on. You see these mercenaries that can turn it on when the playoffs come. Chase Young's not a mercenary yet. Not yet. He's not yet. he's on his way to becoming one, but it's he was drafted in Washington, just traded this year, traded for. Well, yeah, but I mean, he was brought in as a hired gun. Sure. Yeah. In San you Francisco, know? that's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you do see guys like that turning on, but he hasn't really put it together yet. And Nick Bosa is having a down year for him. Uh-huh. You know, he's still Nick Bosa. 
but he's having he's having a uh, more relaxed year. Mm. Mm. And now they're coming out rusty. We'll 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 see if they're rusty or fresh. They yeah. could be rusty. They could absolutely be rusty. So Jordan Love, who was born in it, in regards to being blitzed, right? He was his first start. He was blitzed to death. Yep. He's done extremely well against the blitz lately. If he's not seeing the blitz, if he's not facing a blitz, can he still deliver while there are seven in coverage? And he doesn't have a lot of time. And that that will be really interesting to see how LaFleur tries to game plan um, to get guys open. Yeah. Um, LaFleur and Shanahan have to know each other so well. Uh, they've matched up now three times, um, maybe four times. Well, who knows who more at this point? I think LaFleur knows Shanahan more than Shanahan knows LaFleur. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. 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 I mean, yes, there's, there's a lot of unders. I mean, Kyle Shanahan gave birth to Matt LaFleur. Yeah. And has been his father ever since. Big brother, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is a new team and it's a new team since the beginning of the year. Right. Yeah. So. The Niners are stout against the run. They give up the third fewest rushing yards per game. Yeah. Some of that has to do with the fact that they win a lot of games by multiple scores. Yep. yep. Um, but it's somewhere they're solid. You're not gonna you're not gonna gash them against the run. Aaron Jones is riding a streak of four. Yeah, this is this is a running game that is picking up steam right now. And right. that is building confidence. And might be getting AJ Dillon back. He hey, practiced that, Thursday, I believe. Hey, that would be a really nice thing to to have in. Coming off a stinger, though, it's, uh, it's kind of scary. Pass, pass defense, they're about middle of the pack. I think I, I, love, I, I, I love the idea um, that they're not particularly stout against the pass defense. We have an array of pass catchers to throw at them. Yeah. You know, think about it. This could be a Christian Watson, Jaden Reed day. Honestly, like I, I'm actually expecting big things from Christian Watson. I'm feeling that. Yeah, I feel I feel like, you know, he last week he came back, he was in there, he got one catch. Yeah. Um could Now he's he's got, he's got a Walker crap game. Could be a could be a Luke Musgrave Malik Heath game. Could be a Romeo Dobbs game once again. Romeo Dobbs and Emmanuel Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> or it could just be Aaron Jones. Uh So yeah, I think like the Packers have multiple ways to attack this 49ers defense. One thing I want to I want to reverse jinx real real quickly is Aaron Jones is always great until he does what? Fumbles. Yeah. Fumbles in a huge spot. Yep. Yep. If that was going to happen it would happen this week or next week or the, you know this right. week. But you know, but I just want to see. I want to see Aaron Jones hold on to the ball. Aaron, buddy, jersey mate, wear the same jerseys on Sunday. You and me. Uh, don't fumble. Don't make Dontavian Wicks have to grab your face mask and lift your head up mm. as a as a reverse gesture of how like the tables have turned. <laughs> um, 
But with that, the 49ers have fu- uh, forced only six fumbles, recovered, forced and recovered only six fumbles. I don't know how many they've forced, but they've recovered six fumbles this year, which is really low. Only two teams worse. Um, but conversely, they lead the league in interceptions. So they do get turnovers. Um, and so it's the same, more or less the same team that we've, we've dealt with before in the playoffs. I think we're, we've established, we're not scared of them. We know how they attack. They don't have D'Amico Ryans, Mm -hmm. right? Not that they're, you know, suffering defensively, but it doesn't seem to be quite the same level of pop that their defense has had in recent years, which is, makes it a little confusing to me why they're anointed NFC champions already. Hmm. This is not as good as other 49er teams, right? You look, the one thing I was looking at is who has scored against the 49ers uh-huh. and not a lot. Do you have the number on what their average point per game is? No, no. Uh, I mean, they're, I think they've been scored against by more than 30 points I think one time this year. Well, I know the Ravens got 33. Well, okay. That's two then. I think the Bengals had 31. Ravens got 33. And I think uh, other than that, uh, they've kept everybody to low 20s or teens. Yeah. Pretty much. Next highest, I think, uh, next highest point total, I think, is the, what, the Ravens at, or the Rams at 23? Oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. If 23 was their third highest. Yeah. Uh, No, the Cardinals got 29 and a 45 to 29 blowout. Got it. Yep. Well, we don't want that. Nope. But I think it. I think we'll be able to score on them. We need to limit mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, if we, if Jordan Love goes out and and protects the ball, yes. Oh, what what yeah. was it? They're eight and zero, eight and zero when they win the turnover battle, and four and five when they when they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. How's how's Brock Purdy in their losses? Well, that's that's the next thing is is to in order to beat the 49ers, it seems like you have to like unlock this shitty version of Brock Purdy. Yeah. Brock Purdy and wins has 28 touchdowns and two interceptions in their 12 wins. He has nine interceptions in their four losses, four of which came against the Ravens. So he had five in the other three. But he has three touchdowns and nine interceptions in those four losses. Financial. Now, rapist and former Packers tight end Mark Chimura oh, shit. Coming in brought up a controversial point that a 15-yard penalty against Brock Purdy would not be a bad thing. And, of course, he was, like, universally shit on for this because this is, you know, like, worse than rape in the public perception, it seems. Like, everyone talking about Mark Chimura is like, how dare you? And it's like, you let a rapist talk football. What? Are, what? Of a 17-year-old. Who cares that he wants to land with his full body weight on, on Brock Purdy? What constitutes a 15-yard penalty anymore is like nothing anyway. But, uh... Does he have a point? <laughs> Listen, before Mark Chimura said anything, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, dude, you got to go out there. You got to make it 
make it a mess. What did what did Matt Lafleur say before? Make it gritty. Make it gritty. Make it grimy. Did he say? I think he I said thought gritty. he said grimy. Yeah, he probably had to say grimy because if he would have said make it gritty, then Jair Alexander would have started grittying. <laughs> <laughs> and once you start, you can't stop him. Um, Who was it? Mike Daniels earlier this year was talking about how the team never had that kind of edge. And Mike Daniels quote tweeted the Chimura, Chimura segment agreeing with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think uh, to say that there's no place in football for that, for me, I think it was seeing Tom Brady say some shit like, you know, it's the offense's job to protect the offensive players and it's the defense's job to protect the defensive players. And honestly, that's that's what you got to do. You have to play a re- that's what playing really physical football is. Is hurting other people. Is saying like, "Listen, you don't want to do this. You don't want to come out here and fuck around because we're going to hurt you." And so you you have to do that. Like the reason I was thinking that is that is this the team that can actually do that? This is what we've been waiting for from the Packers. Is it their time to become that? Is it their time to become the physical, energetic, screaming yellow helmet around on the field team that actually makes offenses a little bit afraid to do what they want to do? I think. I think I would love that. Would it have been a good idea to do it before Chimera said it? And now that Chimera said it, it fucked everything up because now everyone <laughs> eyes for it if we do it. Well, yes, because now you put the refs on notice. Yep. Now the, the refs that have heard that are going to be like, hey, we don't want any funny business like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, that was fucking Mark Chimera. <laughs> that wasn't even me, man. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I think – so – the goal that Mark Chimura is – we should stop, like, name-dropping him. The goal <laughs> that that guy wanted to establish is that – That that rapist. You need to establish the physical edge. You need to, like, dominate the game physically uh, because that can bring out a worse brand of quarterback play from Purdy. Yes. And so you don't need to break rules to do that. If you sack him – that that helps if you block up the run if you're like you know it, it it doesn't have to be through like physically hitting him and then oh you know because you know if you come after a guy like that especially if you make it obvious and if you you can't do it within the bounds of the game then you're going to piss that team off and they're going to play they're going to come at you harder um and what you want to do instead is you want to just like win the line of scrimmage you want to dominate the line of scrimmage and yeah make it a little nasty but not you don't need to get a penalty about it um you just need to do it without the penalty yeah that's even better um i looked into the ravens win a little bit over the over the niners they they got pressure without blitzing you know, rushing five or fewer, and they really attacked the first read on on in the 49ers playbook. And then when that led to mistakes, tipped balls, they made plays. They got two interceptions off of tipped passes. And, you know, if you can get tipped passes, you can intercept them. That doesn't invalidate the interception. But 
they also can't be the first team who's tried to do that. Get pressure without blitzing, take away the first read, make plays on the back end. That's not like, it's not figuring out the formula that's been an issue for people. It's been executing the formula. It's not some brilliant strategy that you just come up with like, huh? What if we just beat their ass with the left guys? <laughs> yeah, you do that, of course. It's the yeah. actually doing that part that's a bitch. Yeah, and so it'll be interesting to to see how Joe Barry brings it. What what Joe Barry cooks up for this team? Last time, Joe Barry's defense took on the Forty ers They got two field goals all game. That was their whole scoring output in the divisional round win they had over Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay Packers in 2021, which occurred in 2022. Mm. Um, gave up 13 points. So, seven of which came from a block punt. So this is definitely our version of facing our greatest supervillain, right? Sure. I think so. I mean, like, people say that's the Cowboys, but I hate the 49ers more at the moment. That people say that's the Cowboys, but the people that say that's the Cowboys are old. Yeah. It's weird. There's a whole generation in between there that have no ill will towards the Cowboys at all because they've been soft and they've been a non-threat in basically yeah. the last generation of play. It's weird being old enough as myself that I saw the Cowboys and the 49ers as equal villains slash rivals slash shit kickers kicking shit in our ass. But that has completely changed for the Cowboys. And right now it's never been more predominant than it has for the 49ers who just make me mad still thinking about them. Just the fact that it doesn't matter who their quarterback is. They have reamed our asses every time it's mattered. And here we go again with that shit. And you have Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. Like Mr. Irrelevant. And he's got an MVP ballot worthy season. Mm -hmm. Um, Cam Newton called him a game manager. Mm-hmm. Others did before and since, but I, sw- I, I'm telling you guys, we have the better quarterback going into the game, no question. Yep, in my mind, you've got Brock Purdy, whose last meaningful game he threw four interceptions. He's had shitty games. He's he's had shitty games this year. Um. Jordan Love has two, but like it was a, it was a, it was a growth. He started shitty and he got better. He got better. And right now, Jordan Love is playing better. Maybe they change that on Sunday. Maybe that defense goes out and and punches our offense in the mouth. We get tentative. We get a couple bad bounces and things unravel. If so, who fucking cares? But. I believe our quarterback is playing better right now. Definitely hotter. Yes. If our running back isn't playing better right now, he's playing as good as we need him to. Yeah. They have Christian McCaffrey. Aaron Jones has been killing it on the ground. 
the blocking has finally arrived that hasn't been there all season. I would like to see, like you mentioned, Peter, Aaron Jones get a little bit more involved in the pass catching game. Yeah. But the Packers have some advantages in this game. Do you think they pull it out? Oh, man, I got to decide that now. I got to decide how I feel. I mean, of course I think that they can. You're asking for a score prediction? I don't know what I'm asking for. (laughs) Do you think they pull it out, Andrew? I don't know, man. I really don't. It's, It's hard to foresee. You shake that eight ball and it feels like it's coming up. Ask again later. Okay. Yeah. Historically, of course, they look better on paper by a million. But if you look at how the groups are playing right now, quarterback, we win. Tight ends? Our tight ends are looking fucking good. Oh, I'd, I'd rather have our tight ends right now. Yeah. Running back? Yeah, they've got a guy that early in the season was looking like an MVP candidate. And right has now, these last three games, Aaron Jones looks as good as anybody. Yes. And to your point, Elliot, about wanting to get him more involved in the pass game, I love that we've got shifty guys that we can put in there to do that for him, catch passes out of the backfield, and he doesn't have to, so we can save him strictly for the running plays and the Shifty That's true. fucking effort that he has to put in on every one of those runs. So if we can alleviate him of those duties while still getting those same production plays out of guys like Reed and Wicks, I think that greatly benefits what Aaron Jones has to give in the running game, which just is better. Our receiving core, young, unproven. But fuck if I don't feel like they stacked up with any receiving core in the game right now. An offensive line has been stout and solid. Looked great in the running game the last couple weeks, which has been one of their weak points. But they seem to be stepping up in every facet. Offensively, I think we can keep up with if not kind of rub their dicks in the dirt a little bit uh what what is rubbing their dicks in the dirt it, i assuming that's a metaphor what does that look like like yeah is this like school schoolyard like fighting like you grab a guy's dick and you rub it in the dirt no no no, no. i'm asking for the 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 metaphor the football no, term no it's actually grabbing the dude's two ass cheeks and scraping that dick in the dirt. Okay. Till it comes up with just a full head full of mud. Does PFF, PFF give you an elite grade for that? Absolutely. <laughs> that was some elite dick dirt rubbing. All right. So, gun to my head. Who am, who am I picking? I I think gun to my head if you ask me which roster is better. Like, they're literally going to kill me, guys. All right? They're literally going to say, whose roster's better? I would say the 49ers. And I'd say, 
if, if you then ask me whose team would you rather be, I would rather be our team. Mm. I would rather have the energy that we have right now. I would rather have this group of guys. Because I think that's what's gotten us to this point, is this team just being there for each other mm. when they need to. It's it's this group of dudes. It's this team. This is definitely the team that's your luckiest to be excited about this team in the league right now. How long do we hold this core together before everybody deserves a giant contract? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, the pack, like, those wide receivers are going to have to, like, outbid each other to stay on the team. Mm-hmm. Right. And be like, oh, I'll do, like, $12 million a year. Yeah. Give me a Lazard money and my family said, because <laughs> I, 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 you say you can't afford me at 15, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, they're all going to have to kind of take team-friendly deals or we're going to lose half of them because they're all really fucking talented and have proved that they deserve good paychecks in this league. And just, just give you guys, you four people, beautiful men, we'll just give you like two Stefan Diggs contracts. And you guys just live together. And amongst yourselves. And we could just show them the list of like, here's what happens to Packers wide receivers when they leave the team. Right. <laughs> Are you sure it's worth the extra million for one year before you get bought out and cut? Or whatever. However that works, I don't know. But um, I, I love that assessment, Peter, that they have the better roster, but you'd rather be us in oh, this yeah. moment. Yes. I, I agree with that completely. And uh, I've been on the other side of that too. Haven't we Packers fans? Yes. Yes. And how does it work out? You lose to the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> or the New York Giants. Yep. True, 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 yep, true. Yep. And so, I mean, the team just has to keep rolling. And if they keep rolling, I think that they'll they'll roll right with the 49ers. And fuck it, beat them. Like what? Why not? Why not? Yeah. And and that's that's what Seth Walder said in his analysis for ESPN.com. They gave this little fucking assignment at ESPN.com. They said, "Hey, go write about the the playoff matchups in the divisional round and say why each team could win." You know what Seth Walder said? He said, "There's not actually really a reason why the Packers could win this game." But they could get lucky because it's football and anything can happen. And Jordan Love's had the a top five QBR since week eleven. He dropped that stat and thought thought he'd done his job. Speaking of Jordan Love, I think even I'm realizing even more than watching him take more reps, I just want him to live in this season for as long as he can. I want this whole team to live in this season for as long as they can, because what happens after they come out of Lambeau field, they leave for the summer, they go off, they do their other things. They go to vacations where now they're more recognized. They start talking to their managers. They start planning for their futures. They take the time to, you know, Hey, maybe we need to buy a new house. Are we going to be here forever? You know, this happens to football teams like shit, shit happens. You find out there's like one weird dude on the team and you're like, oh, God, he was like that. (laughs) Yeah. 
this is like I want you just want this moment to to last as long as it can because it you know they deserve it. And the future is dim. The future? No, no, the future is not dim. That, <laughs> right? Like, what do you want me to yeah. get out of that, Peter? Yeah. No, no, no. It's it's just that everyone's like, gonna go in the offseason having gotten fucking shellacked by the 49ers, <laughs> and they're gonna be motivated to get better and they're gonna come back and they're yes. gonna go 16 and 0 and win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But this is it's just such a special it's such a special time. Like the expectations come after this, right? Right. You know, that's that's really that's really what I'm saying. And I watch it, yeah. And then it's taking reps with this sort of confidence. It's taking reps with this sort of culture. I just love it. I, it yeah. Rat bread. Oh, you want to do some rational predictions for this game? All right. All right. Don't go too bold. But what do you got? Oh, I'm not starting. What? You can't. <laughs> Brody Wapton, what are you doing? I'm putting you on the spot. Rat Preds. Aaron Jones will not get 100 yards rushing in this game. Oh, that's my, that's my rational prediction. I think it, yeah. I don't know if that's rational. Man, it's it's hard for me to think of like because I really could see that going either way. I could see Jordan Love like definitely being limited or definitely just opening this up and just finding the open guy every time. Um, I could see, let's see, but he will have at least 60. I am going to say that for the Packers to win, they will have at least two turnovers, two turnovers from a Joe Barry defense in the same game. Yeah. But that's that's conditional. That's if this happens. That's not a prediction. That's a condition. Is it if the Packers win, they will get two turnovers, or if they get two turnovers, the Packers win? Because those are different ideas. If uh let's see. I think they're the same. If the Packers win, it no, will they're sure. not. It will be part and parcel with two turnovers. If the if the Packers get two turnovers, they will win. Yes. Okay. Do you think they can win without two turnovers? I don't think we can win if we lose the turnover battle. I think we need to tie it at least. Yeah. <sighs> That's rational. That's rational. That's not more rational than what he said. My rap Fred is four tight end catches. Total to each? I like that. Split. Maybe it's Musgrave with three and Kraft with one. Maybe it's Kraft with four and Musgrave with zero. But I see utilizing the tight ends to the effect of four touches. Only four? Yeah, are you saying at least four or at most four? four. At least four. Okay. Okay. I'd say make it five, but that's you don't need to go bolder. Or you could go between four and six. Mm. No, I'm not putting a cap on it. Well, I put a cap on it. What if it's a Tucker Craft game and he gets 12 catches? Well, then your prediction of four looks kind of stupid. That's the point. It looks super goddamn rational. Yep, yep. There you go. There it is. I am out of things to talk about. Can we be done? Uh, Yeah, let's be done. Let's not do this anymore. Okay, that was the Packer Force podcast. Thank you for listening. Have you seen Watson's dad on Twitter lately? Yes. 
that's yeah. Good. Yeah, he like he's like I get it. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Love that growth. Yeah, definitely. Now we just need Devondre Campbell's wife to come around and be like, I never want the season to end. <laughs> True. No, yeah. Okay, yeah. bye.